these are set sub-patterns. The first one we're going to look at, let's go over here, is the Basilois pattern, which means king. Basilois, it means king. Now, I'll put up the forms for you, and then I'm going to talk about how, uh, how this actually came to be. Now, you'll notice that a number of endings are very familiar, but there's been a little contraction that's taken place. And you can see it in the nominative plural. Note the dative plural. Basilois, basileos, basilai, basilea. Basilais, basileon, basiloise, basileas. All right, now let's take a look here. There are a, a number of these endings are exactly what you would expect. You've got a sigma here. This is clearly basileas, which has contracted. And note here, now Rob, you're the one who asked about this before. Note how the dative plural and the nominative singular kind of do the same stuff. All right? Now, as a matter of fact, um, this form here is a strange form. Basileos. Basileos. And the reason that it is the way it is is in this particular um, in this particular noun, there actually was in the place of the epsilon, there was actually an eta. So this would have been the ending. Basileos. This, of course, is your normal third declension ending, right? So it would have been like this. There occurred then what is called, this is not in the book, what I'm telling you now. There occurred what is called an exchange of quantity, which is, that long vowels became short and short vowels became long. It's kind of like, this is only an analogy, but Gretchen back there will appreciate this, being a St. Louis girl. It's kind of like people in St. Louis pronouncing O as A and A as O. So you get forest pork. We are on Highway 40. Farty far is the one down there. But you hear forest pork. You'll actually hear that. Now, that's sort of an exchange like that where O's are A's and A's are O's. Now, what happened in the exchange of quantity is this. This became short and this became long. So the A-us turned into A-os. Now, in actual fact, the, um, uh, 
the, the way this, this, this worked out is, remember I've talked before about the fact there is this letter that's now disappeared called the Dai Gamma, and we talked about that with the word Idun, that there used to be this Dai Gamma in here. That Dai Gamma is the equivalent of our letter V. Now, if you think about that, and then that disappeared from the language. If, if in the word I done, I saw, I put a V in there, what does that look like? Video. All right? So the Latin is video. And the Greek lost that initial V sound. There used to be a digamma in here so that it was like this. And all the forms had this. Like that. All the forms had that. And what happened was when, when the digamma dropped out, there was the exchange of quantity. So strictly speaking, bits, strictly speaking, this is a long alpha because this represents the eta. The eta became short epsilon. The alpha became long alpha. There's been that exchange of quantity at that point. So this, now you don't have to know all that kind of stuff, and it won't be on the final. But it does explain why there is this odd thing. You're expecting an omicron in there for the ending, see? But it's an omega. And this is long because it used to be short and became long. This used to be long and became short. But what you are actually going to see are the forms that I've put up on the board for you, which will be basilois, basileos, basilei, basilea, basileis, basileon, basileise, basileas. The nouns of this pattern are always masculine, of this subpattern. The nouns of this subpattern are always masculine. And from my observation, they are always people. So basilois means king, heroes means priest. See, you're always going to have people who have functions, something like that. A gnaphois is a fuller, a guy who bleaches clothes. So it's almost like, not only is it masculine, it's almost like jobs. Yeah, bleach is closed, right, a fuller, right, right. Uh, what's that? Well, I mean, they did stuff like this. It's like dry cleaning, there you go. It's like dry cleaning, but it's not dry. All right. Thank you very much, Danny. Bailed me out there. All right. All right, now. All right, now, there's a second pattern now that we've got to take a look at, and that is the polis pattern, okay? 
I'll put that up here. Now, it's very similar to this past pattern. You'll see a lot of similarities, but there's one big difference. Polis, polios, poli, look at here, polin, that ni, just like O and A declension. Polis, polion, policy, whoa, polis, same termination for the accusative as for the nominative in the plural. So, Polis, polios, poli, polin. Polis, this is the same, polion, policy, polis. Not polias, polis. Now, I want you to notice this. These are the two things you've got to watch on this. This is generally considered, uh, uh, this particular uh, uh, pattern here, is generally considered to have the yota as its actual stem. I don't know how helpful that information is to learning this, though, because it only appears in those two forms. Now, I'm going to put up over here with the basilois one. These are always masculine. This one, these are always feminine. All right, that word basapolis means city, like our word political. Metropolis. Metropolis is the mother city. It's exactly right. So that's the, the city that the other ones are around, the metropolis. Uh, uh, and that would be where you have the polis right in there. So note the similarity between these two patterns, if you would. I'm going to erase this diagama stuff here. The similarity between these two patterns. This, this, this. This doesn't have that diphthong, but it's got the si there. And here, this is similar here. Now, watch over here. I'm over on the left-hand board now. Watch what I'm going to do here. Because these patterns are similar, and that is generally more frequent than this. That started to affect this one. And you will have that as also a possibility of the accusative plural because it's like that one there. I mean, this is our irregardless principle, you know, where you have irreverent, uh, irrelevant irrespective, and then all of a sudden you have regardless, and then people start putting an ear on the front. So uh, to even it out. So that you, you will see this form as well, but of course when you have the tus in front of it, that should be fairly, fairly understandable. Okay, now there's a third pattern, and that third pattern now is Oh, by the way, I got a note for myself here. 
with this business of this exchange of quantity. In fact, I don't remember this in reading Homer, but in fact, the Homeric Greek does have it this way before the exchange of quantity took place. So that must have taken place somewhere in about the 7th or 6th century BC because Homer is generally ranked uh, right about in the 8th century or 9th century, something like that. Now, there is a third pattern. I'm going to go over to this board here. The third pattern is a pattern for neuters only. Neuters only. I'm going to put up the uncontracted forms. And contraction is going to take place. You'll notice that the stem is a sigma stem. There's the stem. Now take a look before I make any changes. There's, there is actually the stem. And what you get is a sigma, this is called a sigma stem noun, you get a sigma at the end of the stem. And now when we get this, we've got a sigma between vowels, and that's always a dangerous position. That's when you get elision. So this goes out, this goes out, this goes out, that goes out. The double sigma is not something that Greek like, and so those are going to go out. Now, when we have contraction taking place, here's what we're going to get. Sigma goes out, and we've got the same principles as the contract verb. This just goes out. And now, remember I asked you that question where we had this quiz, you know, does a neuter plural always have an alpha? In theory, it does. But in actual fact, here's what happens. The sigma drops, and epsilon plus alpha give you eta. Epsilon plus alpha give you eta. All right? So we had this same principle in this. Look over here. Remember liasi? That was our second singular middle ending, liasi. I said the sigma drops. What uh, sigma drops? What happens then? Sigma goes. Epsilon and alpha combine to produce eta. Yoda goes subscript, and you have the form lie. But that's how you got lie. Epsilon plus alpha gives you eta. Epsilon plus alpha gives you eta. And so th these now, look up here on the board, these are in fact the forms of the neuter of this pattern of the third declension. This is the ethnos pattern. Ethnos, ethnus, ethni, ethnos, 
because neuters always have the same form for nominative and accusative. Ethne, then of course down here we're going to have ethne again. Ethne, ethnon, ethnese, and ethne. This pattern here is by far the least common pattern in the neuters, of all the neuters. The most common is O declension. Then the next is the ma matus pattern that we just had for pneuma pneumatus. Now this one is rare. The only problem is there are a couple of very prominent nouns that follow it. Here's the first one, ethnos, which means people or nation, like our word ethnography or ethnic. All right? That comes from this. You've got to know this just for that word. So ethnos, and then the other uh, prominent one is aurus, which means mountain. So, ethnography, study of different peoples. Right. So, um, uh, so these now are three sub-patterns of the third declension. Let me just review this relative to what I said yesterday. Yesterday we had the third declension, we had soter, and then we had nux, but that was only this business of the syncopated accent going back and forth, and it was, uh, and it was a monosyllable. But the endings were all the same. There was nothing different about that, and there was a neuter pattern. Now we're getting two specific sub-patterns, two specific sub-patterns, one masculine, one feminine. Basilois is masculine, that's males with a job, all right, a, a, a calling or something like that, like a, a priest or a king. Polis, yeah, preacher, okay. Polis are all feminines. These are not necessarily women with positions or anything. Polis means city. Anastasis is resurrection. All kinds of different nouns, but rather prominent nouns. Then we have the ethnos. Now this one here. This is neuter. This is neuter. And the thing you got to watch about this, I'm going to circle three forms for this. These three forms you got to watch. This is not an accusative plural, and this is not a feminine singular. Those you got to watch. Again, the article will help you. Tu ethnus is clearly a genitive singular. Ta ethne are the nations. 